do I get through one night without you? If I had to live without you, what kind of life would that be? Oh, I'm too young for this shit. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Too Young for This Hit, the podcast where I, Tyler Thornton, watch movies I've never seen before, but probably should have, with friends who love them. Uh, today, I'm joined by one of my oldest friends. I've known this person since middle school. So, uh, please welcome to the show, Samantha Walchick. Did I say your last name right? I've never had to say it out loud since I got <laughs> you married. Totally... <laughs> you got it. That I was did? totally it. Mm-hmm. I, see, I see Vader poking in from the corner. That's Sam's cat. Other corner. Yeah. <laughs> Finley's there, too. They will probably be somewhere in the background back there. But, yeah, no. You nice. got it. You totally got it right. And, wow, we are really old because I forgot I've known you since middle school. But, yeah. yeah. Cool. So excited <laughs> to be here. This is going to be funny with the webcam and just watching cats run back and forth. That is the show. Just watch the cats back. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. I'll just have to describe to everyone at home what the cats are doing. <laughs> um, I love that. Yeah, so actually, I was going to bring up your cats anyways. Um, I think there's actually been cats mentioned in every episode so far, except for the last one. Um, (gasps) Well, actually, there were cats, because my cats were running around like crazy that night. So, yeah, there were cats there. But all of my guests so far have had cats, except for the last one. Yeah. So, um yeah totally i'm sorry i'm totally saying focused in the window not playing with cats ready yes <laughs> well let's talk about your cats so you want to tell everyone your cat's <laughs> names it's movie okay. related it is movie related yes i have three cats that i got from tyler and his awesome wife uh there is kylo she's oldest uh, by like a few months and there's finley or just finn and then vader who as you can probably guess is all black and they all have Star Wars related names because my husband is a big nerd and I love them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Kylo and Finn are both girls. We thought they were boys. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, they had to like they, you just kept Kylo, but you altered. Well, I guess Kylo was going to be Ben at first or maybe. I don't know. Well, see, that's how it started, because you guys went with a Star Wars name anyway. But Justin's on the dark side of the force because. <laughs> reasons so we changed it to kylo supposed to be a boy finn was supposed to be a boy too um and vader is actually the only boy with a boy name but i think they fit their names quite well so we stuck with it and you got kylo and finn like just after the force awakens came out Um, right i forgot about that so it's fresh on everyone's mind one of our cats is named chewy so he has three legs so he has an (laughs) alternate reason for the name it's because i joke that he chewed his leg off but yeah. Is that why his name is Chewy? I just kind of thought you liked the name. <laughs> well, The Force Awakens, it just came out. So it was like fresh on my mind. And then I was like, I need to make this a pun somehow. And I was like, three legs. His name is Chewy. <laughs> he chewed it off. He was in a bear trap or something. He wasn't. Oh I don't know what happened to him. He was like that when we got him. <laughs> just the relation there. Like, we have to make the Star Wars yeah. bear trap. Yes, that's <laughs> totally where my mind uh, went to. Awesome. Bear Trap would have kind of been a cool name for a cat. <laughs> Justin watches Trailer Park Boys. I don't know if you watch that show, but it's terrible. And Al, he was like, yeah. <laughs> that I was Justin punching her in the face. <laughs> no, it's Vader attacking my foot. He wanted to name one of them Steve French. And I was like, we're not naming the cat Steve French. That sounds like a French porn star with a little 
twig mustache. So <laughs> I've never watched Trailer Park Boys, but there's like I feel like there's like a million movies and like seasons. Are there spinoffs? Is it just one series? Like there's five million. And again, I've never really watched it much either. Justin is the one that watches it. There's how many? There's a million seasons. A and million movies, and there's a yeah, um, one million seasons. <laughs> All right. That's so I guess let's just bring this back in. Um, oh, yeah. Focus. So, we're so focused yeah. on this. Mm -hmm. So do you want to tell us what movie we're watching today? Yes. We are watching the timeless classic Con Air, circa 1994, 95-ish. <laughs> so, yeah, I've never seen it, and I know almost nothing about it. Um, is, is Nick Cage in it? Oh my gosh, yes, it's a okay, Nicolas Cage God. movie. I should have played with that. I'm at least thinking of the right movie. <laughs> because uh, a couple of episodes ago, I got Labyrinth and Pan Labyrinth confused. I didn't know they were two different movies. <laughs> Never heard of Pan Labyrinth. Oh, Pan oh, Pan's Labyrinth. Labyrinth. Yeah. Yes. Two very different movies, both very good. But yes, oh, you God. got right. I hate Labyrinth. Oh, but David Bowie. But, okay, we're not going down yeah, this road. No. We can save this for another day. <laughs> dance, baby, dance. I don't like it. Um, yeah, so I would not, when I ask you to pick a movie, this is not like the type of movie I would have expected you to pick. Um, <laughs> I would, I would expect you to pick something like Disney. I don't know. I don't know. That just seems more you. Um, so what, why'd you pick this movie? Like, why do you love it so much? Well, first of all, again, let me lead with timeless classic, timeless classic. But my dad's a big action movie fan, so we always watch these kind of movies growing up. And so it always makes me think of watching movies with my dad. And this was one of my favorites because it's just so entertaining and it's not super duper violent either. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's just a great, again, classic action flick. Hmm. Makes um, me happy. <laughs> When's the last time you saw it? I watched it three weeks ago, actually, because oh, nice. <laughs> it's on Hulu. And I was like, oh, I got to add that to my watch list. So I made Justin sit down and watch it with me. Uh, and he actually hadn't seen the beginning of it. And so I watched it about three weeks ago because it's that worth it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Normally I ask people, like, do they expect it to hold up? But considering you saw it like three weeks ago, <laughs> the answer is probably yes. I can't stress this enough. Timeless. <laughs> Classic is the word that comes to mind. No, just, it's great. It's a good example of 90s action flicks, but it still holds up pretty well today, I think, just because it's not super duper dated to me anyway. But I watch it about once every other month. Not really, but still. And you, I think it holds up. Now that it's on Hulu, you probably do. <laughs> Don't tell people that. <laughs> so. All right, so now's the part of the show where I like having knowing nothing about it except for hearing about it from people, things. I don't know. I've never seen this parody anywhere, but oh, really? Yeah. So, anyways, so now's the part of the show where I come up with like a plot synopsis without knowing anything about it, other than that Nick Cage is in it and they're convicts on an airplane. That's about all I got. Mm -hmm. Did you get that from the name? Because it's very explanatory. Con Air. Break it down. I actually got that from, um, uh, there's this other podcast that I've only listened to one episode of. Um, it's called How Did This Get Made? And mm -hmm. 
one of the people on that, uh, well, they watch movies that they think are like awful and they're like, how did this get made? But um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, one of the people on that got Con Air and Air Force One confused. What's Air Force One? Um, it's got Harrison Ford in it. I've never seen it. He's the president, and maybe there's, like, <laughs> terrorists on a plane, and he has to fight them. I don't really know. Maybe we should do that on another episode. You should make a new podcast for movies that nobody has seen and then just try <laughs> to figure it out, because I've never even heard of that one. Well, like, if you come back, um, we're going to try okay. and watch a movie that I've seen and like and you've never seen. And then if you come mm -hmm. back again after that, then we can watch movies that neither of us have ever seen. So. <laughs> Make it a reoccurring series. Yeah. yeah, that'd be totally great. By the way, on a different note, did you know that there is a Tom Cruise movie called Cocktail where he just is a bartender? Have you ever heard of that? I've never seen it, but um, I had a friend at work that named his uh, trivia team, like Cocktails and something. I can't remember. Daydreams, I think. Anyways, I just, I... it was a reference to that movie that I know nothing about. <laughs> Another movie you haven't seen that I'm sure, well, I haven't even heard of it. So, but yeah, so your guess on this is that you think it's about Nicolas Cage and convicts on a plane. Cause I think you're pretty close with that. Yeah. So I, I think Nicolas Cage is probably a convict with a heart of gold and maybe he was <laughs> like wrongfully imprisoned. He also probably has like some kind of like secret forces background and I don't know, convicts take over the plane and he has to take it back and then probably land the plane. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, am I supposed to tell you if you're right or not? Or no, just we'll find okay. out. Okay, um, we'll find out. I already know, but you'll yeah. find out. So in my head, this entire film takes place on a plane. So I don't know if that's <laughs> true. Like, I'm, I'm sure at the beginning, there's scenes where they're not yet on the plane. And at the end, there's scenes where they're like, yay, we got off the plane. But that's... <laughs> Like, most of it is on the plane, as far as I know. <laughs> the whole thing was filmed on a plane. Like, the whole cast and crew, they did it all in the air on the plane. That's the whole print. <laughs> yep. They <laughs> used all real sets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I watched this movie because uh, it's not a spoiler alert. There is a plane in the movie Con Air. And my husband's an airline mechanic. He works, you know, for Delta. And he works at the airport on planes. And when I watched this with him three weeks ago, I had so many plane-related questions. I was like, is that possible? That's not possible. Is that possible? <laughs> it's part of the fun of just nitpicking. But, yeah, you'll see. It's so great. Oh, yeah. It's so great. Um we watched an episode. Well, we watched a movie for the first episode that had a plane in it, and uh, my guest Evan was like asking me a bunch of plane questions because I work with planes too, but I work with engines. So he's like asking me questions like, I don't know, that's part of the structure of subsystems. <laughs> I don't know, it's not engines. If the engine explodes in the movie, maybe I can tell you what happened. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah. So you ready to go watch this? I am so ready to go watch this. How are you going to watch it on Hulu? Because I'm going to watch it on Hulu, so yeah. it'll be like we're really watching it together anyway. <laughs> yep, going to watch it on Hulu. This is not sponsored by Hulu, but if they do want to sponsor, oh. like totally, like hit it, hit me up, like at um, what the I made an email for this. Oh yeah, it's just too young for this hit at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, Hulu, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to plug that again. I think I talked over it because I was laughing so hard. Oh, no, it's yeah, okay. It's, We're on separate okay. channels, so like if you're just talking, I can just cut you out. Okay. <laughs> well, good, because I tend to do that. But no, it actually works out really well because if we talk over each other, 
whichever one's saying something more coherent, I can just make that the one that's like there. <laughs> Great. I like that but we I... could see each other because I like talk with my hands a lot and I feel less crazy with you being able to see it. Or maybe I feel more crazy. I'm not sure. But, no, it's so great. I get the same thing. Like if you tied my hands behind my back, I couldn't talk at all because I'm doing this all day. It's fabulous. But yeah. I have to ask you, are you mentally prepared for this? Because you need to hype yourself up, like really get in that zone because you can't just watch this with the meh attitude. you got to be there. I've got 32 ounces of iced coffee. I'm pretty hot. <laughs> wow. Okay, then. I guess you are more hyped than possible. Mm -hmm. Let's do this. Yeah, let's go watch this. Sweet home Alabama, da, 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 near where the skies are so blue and true. Da, 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 da. So we're back. Oh, we're back. We're awesome. Back. I'm so prepared. <laughs> ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm so ready. I'm sorry. I okay. Nobody ever wants to talk to me until I get like 15 text messages. So ready. <laughs> ready. So, wow. There were so many explosions. Ready? So many. <laughs> um my predictions weren't that far off so you were you got it pretty nailed on the head there i was like mate did he google what this is about because you were pretty close there <laughs> they always have like military backgrounds like special forces i think he was like a ranger or something army ranger mm -hmm. yeah. oh god yeah so yeah it was just i got in a fight with somebody once about because they were convinced he was a green beret and i was like no <laughs> He was an army ranger. Like the internet was called in, bets were made. It was great. But yes, he was an army ranger nice. with that military background. Did you win anything out of the whole situation? The pride in knowing that I retain useless crap information. <laughs> All right. So yeah, let's, let's do a quick recap. There was so much happening. I had to take notes. I think I took like <laughs> six took pages of notes or so. <laughs> Like it was a quiz. Oh, oh, see, it's okay. So do you want to give the recap based on your notes or how do you um, want to do this? I'll start out and then you can fill in blanks because I'm going to like mess up names and yeah, just forget things because there was so much happening. Uh, first <laughs> of all, you were wrong about the year it was released. It was 1997, not 94, 95. I was way off. Okay, my bad. Yeah. Which you know what that means? The um, No actress who plays his daughter is like the same age as us so like we're watching this little kid but she's our age weird thought yeah. now i'm gonna have to google what she looks like I, like present I looked her up she's she was born in 89 so like right at our age ah yeah. nice let's see it starts out with uh i guess nick cage's character uh his name's cameron poe mm -hmm. um, right i guess he's retiring or Maybe he just got back from deployment I think he or got something. Out of boot. Yeah, I think he just went through boot camp or whatever. And I don't think he went through like, boot camp because they said he was like a lethal weapon. Yeah, they train you to be that at boot camp, don't they? No, I'm, I'm assuming he was like end of his career or something, mid-career maybe. Okay. Yeah, I don't think okay, he was like yeah. day one, ultimate badass. <laughs> <laughs> it's Nicholas Cage. He could have been, but no, you're probably right. He probably did some stuff, but he like you know retired with honorable discharge or whatever from yeah. the military. He, he did something. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But anyways, so he's back in Alabama with his wife, and I think she was like a waitress, bartender, or something. Maybe I don't know. Mm -hmm. And um, some guys are like hitting on him, and <laughs> I don't know if hitting he, on him or his hitting wife. on her. <laughs> 
And um <laughs> uh. so yeah, they yeah. He, he they like hit on his wife and he, she turned the cold shoulder. They went to leave and the guys said they were gonna jump the guy in the military uniform in the pouring rain and they had him outnumbered and he like kicked their ass. Yeah, but he kicks their ass too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Right, kicked the ass too hard, and he ended up killing somebody. Um, and then it flashes forward to his trial, and his lawyer basically told him to take the plea deal, even though he didn't do anything technically wrong. Mm-hmm. And as you said earlier, because he was now a lethal weapon due to his military <laughs> training, the judge wasn't lenient on him and pretty much gave him like at least seven years in prison because, with his knowledge, he was dangerous. So. Then he's in prison and they're showing like a montage of like the seven years going by and he's like oh. writing notes. Did I miss something? His wife was pregnant at the time. So his wife was pregnant and he was mm-hmm. in jail when the, when the, when the kid was born. That's important. Okay. So yeah. So he's writing notes and working out. And at one point he's like talking about, Maybe it's being talking about how relaxing it is or something in prison. I don't remember. But like <laughs> all, everything in the hallway is on fire for some reason. Like I don't prison know why. Riot! Prison riot! Prison riot! Maybe it was a uh, pinball. They said he was an ar- arsonist. So maybe yeah. very possible. That's Ooh. Dave Chappelle's character, but he's not even in the movie yet. What's up? You're like I was just excited about Dave Chappelle being in the movie. That's one of the highlights. We're gonna yeah. keep going. Yeah, so I thought it was funny that they like mentioned how like scrawny he was, and now Dave Chappelle's like ripped. Right. <laughs> yeah. Justin was like, "Is that Dave Chappelle?" Because you can tell it's Dave Chappelle, but he looks so different. All right. So, um, his cellmate is named um, what was it? Babyo. Babyo. For some reason. <laughs> I didn't get that either, but yes. And he's a nice guy that happens to have diabetes. I'm Wilfred Brimley, and I'd like to talk to you for a few minutes about diabetes. Actually, about Nicolas Cage's flowing man-made. And how it's affected me in my life. Too Young for This Hit is sponsored by Nicolas Cage's flowing man-made. Got hair? Now you can. Pick up Nick Cage's flowing man-made in stores now. Bottled, canned, or steamed. Now try spray-on man-made. Or for you ladies out there, Nick Cage's man made for women. I promise you, you'll feel better. See if I'm not right. Thanks for your time. Have a good day. Diabetes. <laughs> the Wilford Brimley got me. The, yes, yeah. he's got the diet. <laughs> so they're going to transport. Well, okay. So it's like um, uh, pose like last day or last couple of days in prison and they're going to transport them to some new supermax in a plane called the jailbird. Yeah. Right. So yeah. great. He's just hitching a ride back. Cause they're in California. He has to get back to sweet home, Alabama for his family. So he's already on parole. He's just hitching a ride back, but baby, I was getting sent to the other prison with everybody else. It's really, really bad. Alabama's new supermax prison. So yes, they get on the jailbird. And they um, have all the. There's a marshal. It's. It's. I want to call him Joan Cusack. John Cusack is a. Is a. What is he? The thing. <laughs> what is it called? <laughs> Not the right. What the hell? A U.S. marshal. 
He's a U.S. Marshal, uh-huh. and it's his. He's in charge of it, and so he's like narrating all the bad guys getting on the plane. You got, yeah. you got Billy Bethlehem, you got the the Diamond Dog, and then you got the best Cyrus character. the Virus. <laughs> which, is, which is who is that again? Oh, John. Uh, Mal- yes, John Malkovich. Yes, that's all right. Yes. It's John Malkovich. It's premium nineties John Malkovich, and he's Cyrus the Virus Grissom. He's like the worst, and he spent all his life in jail. And then there's you know Pinball, that Dave Chappelle's character, and then there's Danny Trejo's character, and they all uh, get on the plane. Danny Trejo's was something twenty three. I can't remember. Twenty twenty three. Johnny twenty three. Yeah, because he's raped twenty three women. Uh, lovely. Creepy. Um, so many, and has tattoos for him, which is so yeah. creepy. <clears throat> so they oh. There's a guy that there. There's a plane. They have to go from California to like Nevada and then to Alabama. They're stopping in Nevada to pick up more people. And one of the guys that pick it up in Nevada is a drug lord's son. And the DEA is trying to get inside information, so they plant a guy on the plane. And John Cusack's character says, "You can't bring anything on the plane," but he puts a gun in his sock. So that's important to know too. So then they mm-hmm. get on the plane, they get up, and then. Chaos happens they <laughs> take over the jailbird. <clears throat> yeah. So the chaos ensues when um what was it? It was it uh Diamond Dog and uh what's the other guy's name? I have them written down. Um uh, Diamond <laughs> Dog about- and Cyrus the Virus, they're like in their like cages. They yeah. pull like little bits of metal. I don't it looked like maybe a paper clip, I don't know, out of their hands. Like yeah, they have them yeah. in there and they pull them out and start picking the locks. Mm-hmm. And um, then Pinball, Dave Chappelle's character, has like a little bottle of lighter fluid like tied to a string. <laughs> and then he swallowed it. So he's like pulling it back up. He's pulling it out and he like pours it. Oh, oh there's also matches in there, I think. Like, mm-hmm. It was uh, like all wrapped up together. Yeah. So he pours the lighter fluid on the guy sitting next to it and then lights him on fire. And just, just like, yeah, uses that chaos to get the keys to the cells, and then they release everyone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that that's your chaos right there. Oh, other important thing that relates to diabetes. The medic on board was trying to get to Nicholas Cage's character's uh, friend to give him his insulin shot, mm-hmm. and that's how the other distraction he lets. Uh, diamond dog out of the cage and then he kills the medic and he steps on the insulin for the guy so he didn't get his insulin shot and so they take over the plane oh my god they took over the plane (laughs) oh and they shot they shot the co-pilot and got the pilot to get into it so they're on their way to nevada and nicholas cage just watching all this happen just watching all this happen oh my god (laughs) (laughs) no see this in the film i have to do the really bad southern accent which is the great part of the movie um, so i was looking up uh things on imdb they have like um trivia which mm-hmm. i was just gonna do at the end but there was like one that we have to talk about up front so it says nicholas cage traveled to alabama to perfect his accent they have perfect <laughs> in quotation marks his voice to me sounds like a mixture of um uh bill compton sucky forrest gump Dying ice cream and um Hank Hill <laughs> propane. It's like <laughs> he like switches up. Like sometimes he sounds like more or less like one of the other people. I don't. Yeah. What do you think about his accent? You've been you've probably been to Alabama more than me since your husband's from Alabama. 
That's the, that was a really good description of his accent, though. It's re- it is a good. It's a Forrest Gump. It's a Bill Compton <laughs> and a Hank Hill. It's a really good combination. And it's one of the things that I love to hate about this movie because yes, quotation marks perfection. We are from the South. Yes. You know, we're from Georgia, so that's pretty close to Alabama. And I know I don't sound like it. Real deep south. (laughs) Yeah, real sad, racist south. So, um, hi everyone back at home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so great! Yeah, his accent. Oh, it's one of the best parts of the movie because I cannot believe I did not know he went to Alabama to study because that Mm -hmm. is just. Sad. I thought that was his idea of what oh. someone in the South sounded like. He there was heard. also there was a bit of Elvis Presley in there, like for sure. I've never heard Elvis talk. I've only heard him sing. Like I could definitely hear just like the Elvis. Thank you very much. Like in his voice when he would say things. Like <laughs> sorry. <thank you. laughs> yeah. Uh. I so <clears throat> yes. Okay. So I'm sorry. We we keep getting distracted. So we're talking about the synopsis. So anyway, yeah. They um and then the guy that's planted on the plane. He tries to take it back over. He gets shot, but Poe was Nicholas Cage's character was trying to help him and talk him down, but he got shot anyway. But Cyrus Grissom's character was impressed with his handling of the situation. So now he's like best friends with the virus, even though Nicholas Cage is still a good person. So then they have to touch down in Nevada to pick up the other people. Well, they had to like put three on and get the new guys, so you know, um, so uh, Poe is well. They ask for volunteers, and Poe oh, right. volunteers at first, and so does so his friend Babyo. What was that? What it was? You got it. Okay, Babyo. So uh, they both volunteer, but they're like, "No, Babyo, you can't go because um, the yeah. prisoners uh, are supposed to get off are all white, and Babyo is black." So mm-hmm. then Nick Cage is like, "I'll just go, and I will like." make a scene and like make sure everyone knows and then you can get help get the insulin but then um what changes his mind i can't remember oh they gagged and bagged them they like put tape over their mouths and hoods on them so that way that anybody if anybody changes their mind they wouldn't get caught until they got back to the prison they were being transported to so he's like i'm not getting off this plane he's like you'll die and they won't let me say anything he's like so i'll stay here so he tries to plant the agent's tape recorder on one of the guards and it doesn't work and basically so oh and then the other best part of the movie they had a late addition so they get the drug dealer and then steve buscemi's character (laughs) which is garland green he's like a crazy serial killer he's like in hannibal like Uh nobody can see me doing this hand cross thing but he's got like the chain (laughs) she's doing a hand cross thing but um (laughs) yeah so he's like in a straight jacket um he has like a mask on and they're like walking him out with like the little like metal bars so yeah like shackled so like he can't get away and then he ends up like sort of being like one of the most calm um convicts on the plane so the really the really truly crazy ones they, they they're they the most normalish people they have no idea they're crazy <laughs> so yeah he's that guy and they get on the plane oh and then they pick up they pick up a little he's actually at the time i didn't know it i'm not sure if i am the i am db told you this, but the little effeminate one they pick up uh-huh. he was actually a really uh famous well-known like on the gay scene at the time i can't yeah. remember what his name you know you know what I'm talking about. i can't remember his name I know the character you're talking about, but yeah, I don't, um, are you talking about his name in real life or on the sh- on the movie? 
his name in real life and on the movie. Okay, in the movie, like um, at the end credits where they're like showing the people and like their name and everything, um, mm-hmm. they call him like No Dance. Oh, Sally can't dance. Sally what? can't dance. Okay. Sally can't dance. Yeah, I knew it was like something can't dance or no dance. I don't know. So yeah, where were we? I don't remember. Oh yeah, so okay. they're yeah. getting on. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. They also pick up. Uh, what was his name? Swamp Thing, the pilot. Yeah, the guy who was going to fly the plane because the pilot's one of the ones they switch. So he, and that's the other thing too. He takes the transponder out of the plane, um, gives it to Pinball Dave Chappelle's character, who's supposed to go plant it on another plane so nobody can track him. Uh, and Dave Chappelle gets distracted by a pretty girl, as everybody in a 90s movie did. <laughs> and then he's like running to try to catch the plane, and the guy he set on fire earlier sees him and nobody else does, and he just flips him off. Well, then they get up in the air, you know, his Nick Cage's rescue attempt didn't work. Swamp Thing's flying the plane, uh, and they're going away from where <laughs> the transponder's going. They're going to Lerner Airfield. Well, oh, and in the background, you see that they're cleaning out Cyrus Christmas' old cell. Well, they find the hole in the wall where he, like, hid all the plans for this. There's, like, blueprints for the plane and something written in Spanish and, like, a code where the Last Supper's eyes are cut out. Well, John Cusack's character <laughs> figures out that they figure out what's going on and that they've taken the plane. Um, so um, while we're here, there's a couple of things about that scene that I found funny. Um, okay. So what what was that brick made out of? Cause like they could just like go through that brick for some reason because just powder, but it was painted the right color. I and... imagine it was probably like cornstarch and flour or like baby powder and cornstarch mixed with some water or something, you know, mm-hmm. prisoners I've heard get very, very wily. That was just always my guess. Okay. And then also <laughs> that whole like puzzle thing made me feel like it was in an escape room. <laughs> I felt like I was in the Da Vinci Code with Tom Cruise. Yeah, well, that's what escape rooms make me feel like. Speaking <laughs> <laughs> of Southern accents, there's a good example. When you say feel, it comes out fell. That's how it fell. Because <laughs> right. sounded good like that. Um, what else were we talking about? Yeah, so they've. Um, uh, Larkin, the. Oh. That guy. Yeah, right. he figures he, out his uh, plan, and then that cell explodes. <laughs> yeah, he says, don't touch anything. And again, in classic 90s fashion, the guards touch something, which sets off some chemical, you're, you're math and engineering smart, some chemical bomb that he's got set up that he made in jail somehow. Mm. So then, then they blow up, and the door blows off, and almost gets lurking, but he ducks. So <laughs> He gets lucky so many times in this movie. <laughs> so great. So then... Oh, so Diamond Dog is supposed to go down to the belly of the plane and do something, but he sends Nicolas Cage down there, and when he gets down there, he sees Pinball is stuck in the wheel. So he writes a message that says, Larkin, Lerner Airfield, and then (laughs) drops Pinball from the plane where he hits the plane. So then Larkin knows where they're going. Um, So when he lands, uh, when uh, Pinball's body's falling, that was some real shit CGI. (laughs) (laughs) It was also like really funny with the um, the guy in the car, like a bird poops on his windshield and his wife's like, oh, that's good luck. And then pinball's body (laughs) falls on the hood and they just get in a colossal wreck. (laughs) Well, no, the other thing that is the velocity. I mean, he'd do some serious damage, but like their airbags didn't even deploy. They're just looking (laughs) and I'm like, I'm pretty sure there should be more damage from that. But that's just the 90s. I don't know how great airbags were then. 
So. Very good point. Mm. Didn't think about that. So then they're going to Lerner Airfield. Oh, and the guy who planted the DEA head guy whose agent got killed, they are following the transponder, which is going like over the Grand Canyon. And they won't listen to John Cusack's character, who's like, no, I know where they're going. I have a guy on the inside. In the meanwhile, he goes and picks up Nicolas Cage's wife and kid who are waiting for him at the airport. <laughs> <clears throat> And so he brings them in and he's like, I really think your husband's a good guy. Uh, you know, here's why do you, could you tell me why? And she's like crying and sad anyway. So where, then what happens? Oh, so they touch down. Mm. They're supposed to be getting a new plane from the drug dealers parents. That's how this all started. Grissom was riding to the drug dealers dad to get free. So they're at Lerner airfield and I have lost my train of thought. Read your notes. What comes next? Okay. So let's see. Oh, Baby O's slowly dying because he does, still doesn't have any insulin, the poor guy. And then there's a female guard that we didn't mention that Danny Trejo's character wants to rape. Again, yep. great. So, she wants and, her to be number 24. Um, yeah, I'm looking at my notes. I just have some funny lines written down. So we'll just <laughs> save those for later. And let's see. Oh, so, so Nick Cage saved Baby O and prevents the guard from getting violated by D Danny Trejo and make sure he doesn't get caught and do this and do that. Mm -hmm. So it's got a lot going on. There's a lot going on. So Larkin's trying to get to the airfield. He's calling in like the U.S. guard and everything else to catch him. Well, of course they don't get there in time. They and then so then they have to get back on the plane, <clears throat> and then. What else happens? Oh, uh, the the virus, John, uh, John Malkovich's character figures out someone's trying to sabotage them. So then he is trying to figure out who it is. He's, he's like, somebody, oh, and then Billy Bedlam, one of the other bad guys, Nicolas Cage, killed him oh, on yeah. accident. Right, was, we left That was where out. I had the great line. Um, he's like, why couldn't you put the money back in the box? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, Billy Bedlam had um, this bunny that... Um, Nicholas Cage's character had gotten for his daughter. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's what they're fighting over. I don't really remember how that fight started. Well, he, like he was digging out. through his stuff. Yeah. And he figured out that he didn't have like 14 more years or 15. He had, he was free, a free man. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So he killed him, but it was an accident. Cause again, Nicholas care, Nicholas character, Nicholas Cage character has a heart of gold. He would never intentionally hurt mm -hmm. somebody. But he almost got killed, so then he did one of his amazing, like, kicks and impaled him on a rod. Yeah. So then when they take back off from their airfield, uh, Cyrus Grissom's trying to figure out who tied the plane off, who killed Billy Bedlam, who alerted the feds to where they were going. Well, he'd already figured out that it was Nick Cage, and he was like, I want someone to admit it. Well, Baby Ost, by this point, has gotten insulin because Nick Cage got him a needle from an old fire truck in the boneyard at the Lorraine Airfield. Mm -hmm. Baby Ost steps up and says, he did it. He's fine. And he's like, you've been near death this whole time. He's like, yeah, it's pretty funny. And then Cyrus shoots him. So it seems like all of Nicolas Cage's hard work went for nothing because Baby O got shot anyway. But then, as <laughs> speaking of the bunny, he's reading the letter that his daughter wrote him about how Nick Cage's character's free. And he's got the bunny... With a gun, he's like, say a word, and the bunny gets <laughs> In the background, you've got, like, the, I don't know, the Army National Guard, like, missile Apache helicopters or whatever following yeah. the plane, which is now over Nevada almost, and they're almost to Sin City. So 
<laughs> then Swamp Thing has to crash land on the strip. And <laughs> they crash. Oh, and by the way, uh, Johnny Trejo tried to, again, violate the the woman guard, and he got handcuffed up. So when they landed, his arms got ripped out of the Yeah, fire. that was nice. So um, creepy. You couldn't tell at first because of the camera angle. Yeah, so like as they're landing, uh, or as they're crashing, like no mm. one is buckled up or anything. Um, somehow pretty creepy. much... Yeah, somehow pretty much everyone survives. And um, even though a propeller like cuts through the plane, <laughs> like right between Nick Cage's character and... Uh, Cyrus the virus. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so much luck. So then let's see what happens. Um, it's like, oh, okay. The movie's over. Um, oh, everyone's over like, huh? It wasn't over yet though. I know, but that's what it felt like. It was like the movie's over. Good guys win. Um, and then you see Cyrus, the virus riding on top of a fire truck on, on the ladder. And right, then, you the, know, like uh, the game is on and, um, <laughs> Nick Cage's character and um, uh, I can't remember the Larkin. actor's name, but Larkin, um, they both hop on police motorcycles, give <laughs> each other a look, and then take <laughs> off, <laughs> chasing the fire truck. So you find out on the fire truck, it's not just Cyrus the virus. There is Diamond Dog and Swamp Thing is driving it. Because he apparently operates all vehicles, not just planes. Yep, that's his skill. <laughs> so yeah that whole scene was ridiculous <laughs> i know there was so much going on and then my favorite part of that is when they drive by two other like motorcycle cops but you just see it from the ground up and all of a sudden you just see two donuts drop to the ground yeah. and then the other two i was like what the hell? that was great um yeah so nick cage takes out um diamond dog by mm -hmm. this part makes no sense physically like he speeds the motorcycle up but then, like, jumps off and grabs the ladder. Somehow the motorcycle keeps going even faster, hits the back of the fire truck, explodes, and takes out Diamond Dog. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, while he's doing that, John Cusack's Larkin character is trying to get Swamp Thing to pull the truck over. And, of course, he's not wanting to do that, so he's, like, swerving everywhere while Nicolas Cage is fighting the virus on the other side. <laughs> so then he breaks the top of it and puts the fire hose into the cab of the fire truck and turns it on. So causing – did it even crash at first? I guess the guy drowned in the cab. I don't know what really happened um, there. Well, when they hit the um, like armored money truck, like you mm -hmm. see um, Swamp Thing like fly out of the windshield. Oh, um, I missed that part. Okay. Yeah, and um, before that, um, Cyrus the virus gets um, handcuffed to the top of the ladder, and Nick Cage like extends it all the way up. Mm -hmm. So uh, when it hits the money truck, um, Nick Cage jumps off. Larkin had already jumped off and I'm pretty sure he landed on his feet. Like he hit a car rolled and landed on his feet and it was just crazy. But so then, um, the virus has the most ridiculous death I've ever seen in a movie. Makes no sense. So they're like on the strip and he's like, you know, they have like those mezzanines that go across roadways so you can get from one side to the other. So he's on the elevated ladder and they go under it. And of course he hits it. And then all of a sudden, he's, like, in a construction yard that's apparently yeah. on the Las so Vegas Strip. he f somehow, I don't know, he comes unhandcuffed and, like, flies <laughs> through that little bridge thing, mm -hmm. 
lands mm-hmm. on some power lines. Yep. And <laughs> then he's in like some weird construction zone on a conveyor belt with his head going towards a thing that just crushes things. So, yeah, you know, the rock tumblers. Yeah, but where is that on the Vegas Strip? Like, where did That's that come from? what I'm saying! I, it made no sense. But anyway, yeah, he ends up on the conveyor belt on a construction site that's apparently... I don't know, maybe he got flung far enough, but still, they ended up on the end of the strip. So, yeah, his head, it just goes under the thing, and you see the hydraulic press come up, and then down, right, crushes his head. And then, then the movie's over, and he walks, (laughs) uh, Nick Cage walks over. And again, by the way, terrible southern accent. He's in, like, one of those wife beaters. He's sweaty, he's gross, he's bloody. I don't blame a man. (laughs) He's got a mullet. We haven't even mentioned how yeah, great his mullet is, by the way. He's <laughs> <laughs> on par with like Billy Ray Cyrus's achy Ricky Hart and mullet. So he walks up, and then of course his wife and daughter, who are dressed pristinely and beautifully to meet their husband and father at the airport. He sees them from across where the money is falling from the sky, <laughs> and there's water from fire trucks and ambulances. And there's fireworks, explosions. <laughs> everything you could want and then the song starts playing the, that faith hill is it faith hill no How do- no 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 honey <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is leanne rhymes hi sam hi tyler oh sam i don't think we've met yet hi how you doing good 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 um you're both wrong <laughs> um the song that you're listening to on con air uh, was performed by Trisha Yearwood, not Leanne Rimes, not Faith Hill. Uh, Leanne Rimes did perform a version of this song that did way better on the charts back in 97 than the Trisha Yearwood version, and they're both blonde and they both sing. So that's probably where the confusion comes from. Anyways, I have to get back to the toilet cast. Kill Arjuna and he really knows his shit. Make a mistake and he will correct it. They they look the same. They're both blonde. They both they both sing. Okay, yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to mention this earlier because um, that song is also playing at the beginning when mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, Nick Cage and his wife, and yeah. So Leah and Rhymes was my first crush outside of the Power Rangers. I had the Pink Ranger, <laughs> obviously, and then Leah yeah. and Rhymes for some reason. <laughs> oh leanne rhymes i can't res- i can't i don't like her anymore because she's kind of like slutty not slutty that's not a bad <laughs> thing she's a home wrecker in real life oh, that's yeah. a bad thing and always will be but regardless so I, I now i learned that that song is by leanne rhymes and i will never disrespect your first crush again. <laughs> i am so sorry yeah she oh, may God. technically be second because i feel like kimberly from the power rangers was most likely first but she was so cute though by the way they, like <laughs> little pink power ranger outfit yeah so that's basically oh. the end of the movie but then they show the thing the, the bunny the whole point the little bunny is in the sewer and it's going down he like <laughs> has to reach in the sewer and get it out and he walks over to his kid and gives her the sad little bunny that caused so much trouble and like she doesn't even want it yeah. but then he hugs her and he hugs his wife and the song just plays, like Dude, the bunny just... It used to make me cry. <laughs> I like how his wife's like forcing the their daughter to like take the present. Like, take your dad's present. It's like it might be a little dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, tell him how it really ends. How's it really end? Oh, so then um it really ends. You see that uh Garland Green, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. 
Um, you see him at like, I don't know what kind of game it was, like a craps table or something. I think so. And so you see that he's still on the outside, and he's like the big serial killer. Yeah, so, the and the crap stealer, like, uh, it shows dice rolling, and he's like, new really shooter lucky. coming, does the new shooter feel lucky? And it's Steve Buscemi, and he's like, yes, yes, he does. Then he's got a little, like, drink with a Mai Tai and an umbrella, playing craps in Vegas. It was, yeah. It, <laughs> and then the song plays, the Sweet Home Alabama song plays mm. again, and they introduce all the characters. There were so many good actors in that movie. Yeah. So, needless to say, I really enjoyed it. Like, it was... <laughs> That was one of the craziest movies I've ever seen. It was so ridiculous and, like, over the top. And there were so many more explosions than we mentioned. Like, back (laughs) at the Boneyard, for some reason, there was just an endless supply of propane. I don't know why. Like, why do they need that at an aircraft Boneyard? Like, normally, they just have planes there in the desert Mm -hmm. so that, you know, they're, like, not used, but they could use them later. They keep them in the desert to keep them from uh, rusting. But this was just like a scrapyard, and there were random people there, like an old man, that girl in the pool. Um, yeah. Yeah. What was up with that? And um, and propane. Lots of propylene. 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 <laughs> like, why didn't <laughs> they have? Yeah. It's <laughs> it's sort of an airport, so like, why didn't they have like jet fuel there instead of propylene? <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, well, I think it was a real boneyard, because, you know, when they send them, like, there, it's mm-hmm. old planes, they strip down to nothing, which just makes even more or less sense for it to have active proplane tanks, because if they've been stripped down to nothing, what's the propane for? And, yeah, like, there was, you know, of course, there's a traffic controller. It's like a little private airport, but then mm-hmm. it's, like, next to a home that has creepy, you know, kids playing in empty pools that look yeah. and like bedraggled i'm like it didn't make any sense like that whole area i'm like who lives next to this yeah. it made no sense um <laughs> it's pretty funny when they land there there's like that small aircraft landing and he's they were like going head to head the guy like jumps out and they end up missing each other anyways but then he like the guy who was flying the small plane like runs up to them and they're like beating the guards and then he's oh, yeah. like, he just like runs away. <laughs> he says something. I don't remember. I wrote it down. I forgot. Yeah. The, what? Hope he enjoys dirt or hope he enjoys sand or something. Cause he was running in the yeah. desert, which made me think of star Wars and Anakin Skywalker. I don't like sand. It's coarse, and rough and irritating and it gets everywhere. Not like diabetes. Good reference. I, we forgot to mention, too, there's the real dick agent who's, you know, the antagonist to mm-hmm. um, John Cusack. And he's got, like, that stupid sports car. And when he has to get to Lerner Airfield. Do you what the license plate said? No, I don't, actually. Oh, it, it said say? ass kicker, but ass is spelled with two kicker. Z's. Right. Ass kicker. Ass kicker. <laughs> so, yeah, Larkin drives that car because it's fast, sports car to Lerner Airfield. And then when they're taking off, Nicolas Cage ties the plane off. And so there's a rope hanging from the plane, which somehow manages to magic. go <laughs> magic, go through the shed that the car is parked in, pick it up under it. And then the car takes off with the jailbird and the dick agent's like, that's my car. And then, of course, when they crash land, the poor car is just, yeah, it gets dropped and the as kicker plate comes off. But 
I don't know. I'm just glad you enjoyed it because I really, I mean, I know it's cheesy and there's so many things, explosions and Nicolas Cage's terrible accent and this, but I just think it's kind of like a fun movie. And it, like I said, I feel like it aged kind of decently besides yeah. that CGI. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, f- I definitely feel like it didn't age super bad. Like the CGI was pretty bad. It was, um, it's like that time period where the CGI is not there, but their confidence is. So they just use it when, I don't know, they shouldn't. Which actually, probably most of it was actually like practical effects and models because the helicopters and stuff looked like they were real things. And actually, I was looking on IMDb and um, a guy died from the, um, I'm assuming it was the like uh, plane that most of the movie took place on from it falling on him. Really? So, yeah. That makes me sad. Now yeah. I can't enjoy it because somebody actually died. Yeah. Oh, but he died doing what he loved, being on planes. I suppose uh, he was a welder, and I guess he was like welding something, and it fell. And by something, it was the entire plane. But yeah. So, I, um, positive note: I found out what that guy says as he runs away. He says, "You stupid sons of bitches," and then runs away. <laughs> <laughs> The classic line. We can just put that for the tagline. Ah. But yeah, <laughs> it shows when they take off. He's still running, like trying to mm-hmm. run through the desert. I felt bad for that guy. Yeah. Okay. So, so, what are some of your favorite parts that you want to go into detail about? I've got like some lines and stuff written down that I really liked. There's so many. Well, there's not so, so many. But I guess probably if I had to pick one, I really like the scene when they take off from Lerner Airfield and they're going towards Vegas and Sweet Home Alabama's playing on the plane and they're all like drinking liquor and dancing and having a good old time and Steve Buscemi's characters sitting there, calm as a cucumber, Mm -hmm. just like, and then he utters that immortal phrase. He's like, define irony. Bunch of idiots dancing on a plane to a song made famous by a band that died in a plane crash. I just it's I just love that scene. I don't know why. I think it's one of my favorites. And then Yeah, so else? that part having never seen the movie, I've definitely heard that before. Like I'm pretty sure that's like a meme or something now. That was my next thing, the meme. You so, never let, I, I need to tell people what you're doing. So when Sam gets excited, apparently she just throws her arms in the air. So like I keep seeing her do that while I'm talking, and I'm like, oh, Sam has something she really wants to say. Let me stop talking. I'll try to keep it down. I, try, I, I do that keep, so keep I Keep it down don't. by your arms. Keep those down. <laughs> I do it so I don't burst out and talk over people all the time because I used to be really bad about that. But I realize that's just as distracting as, ah! Uh, so, it's really funny. Like, funny. every time you do it, you're... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Um, Oh, the meme. The thing, when he first gets off the bus to get on the jailbird at the very beginning, when he steps off the bus and he feels the air on his face and he makes that face, it's a meme. Have you seen the meme? And it it shows him getting off the bus and then his head, and then he's suddenly in space doing that with his mullet blowing. It's a meme. Oh, yeah, I have seen that. (laughs) That's what it's from. So I'm going to talk about a scene I really liked. Um, okay. so back at the boneyard, um, see, so I'm trying to remember how this sets up. I think this is, so they set a trap for the cops that are coming in using all of the propane tanks. Mm-hmm. And so with all those propane tanks, they have this massive explosion. Actually, no, this isn't from the propane. This is from, um, 
at the airport, they were supposed to swap planes at the boneyard um, mm-hmm. with uh, that one drug dealer's connections. Mm-hmm. Um, and that ended up not working out for them. And uh, Larkin like destroys the rear end of that plane. So then it's like leaking fuel and stuff. And I think they may have also ran into like a tank of jet fuel. And so that guy that like uh, Cyrus thinks that drug dealer guy like betrayed them, which I mean, they were taking off to like leave them. He did. He double crossed yeah. him. Like, they couldn't all fit on that plane. So yeah. Yeah. So he like lights a cigarette. Oh, he says something cool too. Cause mm-hmm. the guy's like, uh, what did he say? I can't remember. He's like, he goes Cyrus, to say no. Cyrus. He goes to say his name. He says, Cy. Yanara. And then, uh, uh-huh, and then, yeah, Chris fills in with Anara, yeah, and then throws the <laughs> cigarette butt at him. And the biggest explosion ever. Please. Sai Anara. Those people are, like, right there, and they're not concerned about the explosion. But Nick Cage, who's, like, a decent bit further away, is, like, running, <laughs> mullet flying, explosion just, like, behind him. He jumps through not a door, but there's a window in a door, a little tiny window, and he jumps through it instead of just running through the door uh, and like bursts through it. And he's like sort of slow motion in the air, rolling, explosion, explodes the whole building. Uh-huh. Then he just goes under right. a truck with like some old man who has to pee. So <laughs> Yeah, I forgot about how many explosions are in that if you take into account. There's so many, but they're so good. There's the one in the jail. There's so many in the boneyard with the so propane. The um, <laughs> there's so Like when the plane's crashing in Vegas, there's just explosions constantly where they don't even make sense. Like, I don't know what they're hitting. Like the wing like bumps like a <laughs> light pole and it just explodes. Yeah, they just yeah. constantly, apparently it's like halogen gas or something, and it just erupts into how, fiery flames. How many people do you think died from them not shooting down the plane in the desert? They made that note, too. Larkin was like, we should have just shot it down over the desert. But they didn't make it, they didn't make it seem like anybody got hurt. Like, even when the plane crashed um, in right there, the people getting their cars valet parked, they were just, like, so chill about it. Like, oh, hey, look, a plane. And now what? there's money. <laughs> well, you definitely saw at least, like, one car get crushed. And then you saw the um, when the propeller, like, cuts through the plane, mm-hmm. the, like, front part of the fuselage keeps going and, like, crushes, like, uh, I don't know, maybe it was, like, the little valet office where a guy was. Or it was, like, a movie theater with ticket guy was in there. I don't really know. Oh, yeah. Totally kills right. that guy. That guy's dead. He real dead. <laughs> All right. So, what's another part you liked? Let's see. Mm. Oh, hang on. I mean, there. I, I mean, I was just thinking about there's the Sweet Home Alabama one on the plane, and then what else was there? What was it? And really, pretty much anything that has Steve Buscemi's character uttering, because again, he's supposed to be the he's like the really crazy serial killer killed thirty seven people up and down the East Coast, but he's the calmest one uttering actual lines that make sense, and he's like. What if I told you crazy was working 50 years for a company at the end of which I told you to piss off and then you go to some retirement village and hope that you die before you have to pee on yourself or something like that. It's just any of his lines were pretty good. And then I just he has that nickname for his wife. Nick Cage does. He calls her Hummingbird, but he has that terrible accent. So it comes (laughs) out. (laughs) Hummingbird. (laughs) So 
There's two things I want to talk about just from what you just said. So mm-hmm. the first is um, Steve Buscemi's character. He had one line that I thought was pretty funny. I think it was right after the one you just mentioned. He's like, one girl, I rode through three states wearing her head as a hat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, that's weird. But also at the very beginning of the movie, when um, Nick Cage and his wife are like in the argument with those people, when they go to leave, did you um, hear her say, uh, let's go dance, daddy? Oh my God, yes, yeah, I thought about that. No, yeah. yeah, I caught that. I was like, oh, please don't let I, Tyler bring it up. I paused it, it rewound. Oh, turn the subtitles on so I can make sure that's what she said. <laughs> we we don't have to tell people why that's weird. It's just weird. Yeah, that, it's weird in general. Yeah, people that call their significant other daddy are real weird. Or the jeeps, but um. <laughs> Granted, she was pregnant, so it made at least a little bit of sense, and it wasn't yeah, like supposed I guess. to be. Strong, but well, no, now it's in this context. You just don't say it because yeah. it's so weird to call people daddy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, even say it. <laughs> yeah, I totally missed the part where she was pregnant at the beginning. So when I heard it, it was not in that context that he was going to be a dad. It was just okay. That's what she's calling him. How did you miss that? It's part of the whole beginning. Like, he kneels oh. down in the bar and puts his ear against her stomach and is talking to it. Do you think he was, like, talking to her <laughs> crotchery? I have no clue. Like, I maybe I was distracted at the time. I don't know. Okay. Well, no worries. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, what were some of your favorite parts? Um, Let's see what else I have written down. I can't believe you took six pages of notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 oh, so there was one part when um, they're in the attack helicopters chasing the plane as it's headed towards Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. Larkin, like when he's talking, he keeps looking back at the other helicopter <laughs> like he's like talking to them, not through a microphone, but actually just like talking to them like normal conversation like they can see him. Like directly um, in front of something? Yeah. <laughs> So I thought that was pretty funny to watch. And um, another thing I didn't understand, like what gave them the jurisdiction to just start giving commands to like, I guess they were either National Guard, Air Force, Army, whatever those guys were. They just suddenly could like tell them what to do. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. I mean, I mean, where in that structure do the marshals fall? Because I think marshals have district everywhere. Do they not? They're kind of like on the same level as the FBI. I don't know. Oh, I thought of something else. I thought of something else. Okay, so when you thought when you told about the part where he's like Sai Anara, and then there's the the cigarette that he throws and the big explosion. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed this, but this guy didn't even get credited at all. But I think he must have been somebody they were trying to like spotlight. He was one of the inmates, and it was this really buff, like '90s stereotypical like weightlifter guy, and he mm-hmm. had like long blonde surfer hair, and he had his shirt off the entire time. It was totally okay. like yeah, I remember up. him. He had like a lot of tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. So he's supposed to be one of the bad guys, and it's like they kept giving him random random lines. So you were like, he was supposed to stick out a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But the thing I found it was like really sensual and really weird to me because he's just standing there smoking a cigarette, like just. Again, not even holding the cigarette with his hands. It's in his mouth. And he's next to Cyrus, who, when he wants to blow up the fuel, just reaches over and takes the cigarette out of the guy's <laughs> mouth. It, it's all in slow motion, just takes it out of his mouth. And then he opens his lips slightly and throws the cigarette. And it was just really 
this weird part. I'm like, dude, what man does that? Just takes the cigarette, not even from his hand, directly from the other guy's mouth. It was so. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> weird. <laughs> I don't know. It was fun. It was funny. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Another line I thought was pretty funny. Like Nick, this is one of like the best like Nick Cage one-liner movies I've seen. So um, when um, his friend Babyo is like dying, he got shot and stuff. He's like, I don't think I'm gonna make it. And he's talking about how he doesn't think there's a god and stuff. And um, <laughs> Nick Cage says, oh, right. I- I'm gonna show you God does exist. <laughs> I think that did more of a Forrest Gump there, but that maybe he was Forrest Gumpy in that scene. I'm going to show you God does exist. And then I think he just like, that's when he like takes action towards the end of the movie to like take control of the plane. So, yeah, which is really true. Like all of a sudden he's like got superhuman focus. Oh, God. Like when he gets so- shot in the arm and yeah. just doesn't flinch, just keeps walking. Right on going. Like, yeah, there's, like, supposed to be sections of the plane that have bars, and there's, like, a bunch of other prisoners still, you know? And he's, like, walking up, and he's just punching people in the face with, like, one <laughs> shotting of down, getting shot in the arm, doesn't feel it, just shoots, like, punches the gun out of the guy's hand, gets up, oh, uh, that's the other part that was really good, gets up to, like, the catwalk right before you get to the, the cockpit, and then the, um, the effeminate one wearing the dress at this point, like, you know, he jumps down and he's like trying to claw his eyes out and he looks like he's going to punch him. And then he just like slaps, slaps him. him and he goes, ah! <laughs> <laughs> forgot about that. <sighs> ah, yes. Yeah, so many good Nicholas Cage one-liners and just so many good scenes. Like really, again, the whole movie is great. Like there's no bad quote unquote part for me. I like all of it. Start to finish, start to finish. Um, I, I don't know at what point he says this, but at one point Nick Cage says, I'm going to save the fucking day. <laughs> like, I think someone oh, asked, gosh. like, what are you going to do? And he's, his answer was just, I'm going to save the fucking day. What do you think I'm going to do? I'm going to save the fucking day. Yeah. <laughs> that had to be yeah. after... Um, Billy O got shot and he's like <laughs> not Billy Billy O <laughs> Baby O <laughs> I got the most hillbilly redneck sounding <laughs> Billy O <laughs> Right. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was when he was in it was when they discovered that they were double crossed and Larkin and he were at like a gun standoff and Larkin asks him because he realizes that the guy's trying to help. He's like, well, what are you going to do? I'm going to save the fucking day. <laughs> and then he just walks off, mullet flying. I meant to get a haircut. Oh, it was so great. Just so many great things. And yeah, the best part is none of his friends died. Baby O made it to the ambulance. The guard never got raped, and she got sent off too. The He saved some of the guards in the switch out. His wife yeah. and kid are fine. Larkin's fine. He's fine. Only the bad guys died. Except and for that. A lot of people leg. in Vegas. They were probably all going to hell anyway. They just got their little fight. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you go to Sin City. Uh, we probably shouldn't say <laughs> that since there was like a shooting there like six months ago. Those people, well, yeah. They want to go anyway, so I'm excited and <laughs> I'm going to be one of them. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Do you have uh, any other scenes you want to talk about? I mean, 
like I said, I like all the movie. Was there any parts that you didn't really like that were like your least favorite or that stuck out as just not? I mean, I will say the part that I didn't really like was probably when Garland Green wandered off to the pool with the child that's like yeah. playing with little broken dolls, having a broken tea party, singing. He's got the whole world in his hands with a lift. And then he he like comes back with a doll, so I assume he killed her. Right. You think that like he's a serial killer, he's gonna kill a little girl, and it's like in slow motion, she's like giggling and singing mm-hmm. and you can tell like in his mind because he's off. So yeah, he walks back with the doll to the plane and you think that he killed her, but when the jailbird takes off again, she runs out of the house and like oh. waves at it. Okay, I didn't I missed that part. So I just assumed he killed her. So I guess he didn't. <laughs> They wanted you to think that, but at the end, she, like, runs out with another Barbie that's missing its head and, like, waves and is like, Bye, guys! Bye, <laughs> on the plane! I still don't so, know why she was there, or the old man. I mean, I guess the old man could have worked there, but why was there a swimming pool? Like, there weren't houses nearby, really. It was all just, like, junk. There had to be some... There were, there were some houses, like, with, with, with stoves, because one of the prisoners, the one, again, wearing the dress... He opened a suitcase, and that's where he got the dress that he was wearing on the plane. So, yeah, it was like this weird, like, town, but not really. There was air traffic, the guy that got killed. There was the one guy. Some, I guess he was running the diner, and then he must fuel up the jets, and maybe that was, like, his granddaughter. I don't know. But the part, the, yeah, I guess that was my least favorite part is when he's, like, in the pool with the little girl. It just, I was like, I guess it's supposed to be, like, paradoxical and be like, oh, you thought he killed her. Oh, he didn't. But it just, I guess that would be my least favorite part. I don't know. I feel like um, the only part that was really outdated, other than the CGI, was maybe like the effeminate guy, like just how he was represented. It's kind of portrayed, like not, yeah. It was like very stereotypical, but yeah. Yeah, so, agreed. Which is kind of why I brought it up in the first place because it is a little bit cringy. Because again, it's a mid '90s movie. Uh-huh. He, the way it was portrayed was how a lot of you know gay people were portrayed, like you know, oh, effeminate and. They gave him a girl's name, and which maybe how he identified, whatever. Yeah, but at the end, they're doing the credits. Like he had, like, like I said, if you look him up on the IMDb, he was actually really well known. So you know, I don't think it was like if it had been just a gay actor or like a, mm-hmm. a, a straight character. actor playing a gay character, and then they just made him like really cheesy and stuff. So yeah, I don't know. Exactly, that's how he might have been in real life, and he just you know got to be in a movie. So it could have mm-hmm. been a good thing, but yeah, yeah. it was a little cringy. Let's see. I think I have like one more note. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So this is back towards the beginning of the movie. Um, it's when they're uh, all of the prisoners are coming off the bus, and Larkin and the DEA agents are talking, and he's like, you know, doing like voiceover for each of them, and they're like, mm-hmm. "Who's that guy?" And it's uh, Nick Cage's character coming off, and mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, that's Cameron Poe." And Nick Cage's mullet's just blowing in the wind, and it's just, like, <laughs> glorious looking, like, the light shining on it perfectly, and he's just got, like, golden hair. And, like, he's a no one, but, yeah. Yeah, like, oh, and that's when you know, oh, they underestimated him. He's a nobody. Watch, he's going to come out of nowhere and be awesome. <laughs> it really, really, like, that part reminded me of, like, Suicide Squad or um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, do you remember the... I assume it was in the movie. I don't really remember. The first Guardians of the Galaxy, one of the first trailers, is showing like a lineup of all the characters like arrested, and they're just like doing like voiceovers talking about the characters. It reminded me of that. Oh yeah. 
So. That was in the movie. I remember that part because Chris Pratt like does the, the middle the, finger looks yeah. like he's reeling in a fish. Yeah, I remember that. But same kind of thing. And I actually love that part because you get the background story and you mm-hmm. learn what they all did. It's so bad because they're all supposed to. And oh, here's a fun note. Interesting note. So, yeah, Nick Cage was an army ranger, and he's really good, and he just – he's there, you know, unnecessarily. He keep, he maintains his humility. He's going home to see his wife and kid. And they say they're, they're populating Alabama's new supermax prison. It's the worst of the worst, the scum of the earth guys. You've got all the bad guys that are on the plane. You know, some of them on death row. Some are lifers. And then Baby O is still in jail. He's not going, you know, to be released, hitching a ride home like – Cameron Poe is, he's mm-hmm. going to the prison. And it always just struck me as a little odd that someone that's supposed to be like Cameron Poe, upstanding and great and, you know, moral, is friends with someone like Baby O, who even in the movie isn't portrayed as that bad, but he must have done something yeah. really, really awful to be going to this jail. It was just a little weird to yeah, me. They, I'm like, they I don't never know. tell you what he did, do they? Hmm. No, they don't even tell you anything. I got nothing. So mm-hmm. Maybe he's innocent. Who knows? Um, there was another part, um, when Nick Cage first gets on the plane, like he's looking at maybe Cyrus the virus. I don't know. He's looking at someone that's in their cage and they're like, what are you looking at? And he's like, just admiring your cage. And (laughs) I just thought that would be a great name for like a Nick Cage, like a a podcast where you just watch Nick Cage movies, admiring your cage. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm gonna start that. Can I have <laughs> you, that should. Name? you should totally so do great. that. Um <laughs> see. I know I had at least one more quote on here that I thought was funny, but I don't know where that's at. Because I do not take notes very organized. They're just like all over the place. Less than six pages, you're definitely gonna lose something key there. Dude. Who said it? Maybe I can help you remember what I have it was. No clue. It was probably Nick Cage, but I don't know. <laughs> Everything he says in that movie is great. Like you said mm-hmm. earlier, like just one-liner gold mine there. Oh god, I can't believe we haven't talked about it. But like my f- favorite '90s trope is saying the name of the movie in the movie, and at least oh, yeah. twice I caught them saying "Welcome to Con Air." <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that because you don't even get like an opening. Or like the name of the movie, you know, like when most movies start, they kind of, you know, put the name at the beginning of the 90s movies anyway. But that movie went through like 25 minutes and waited for someone to say, welcome to Con Air. And then you got the movie title screen that said Con Air and the bullets. It was, yeah. yeah. I didn't know they said it twice. I only remember it once at the beginning. Do you remember what the second time was? Um, It was... I think when they're leaving the boneyard and going towards Vegas, uh, I think someone says it again, like in the background. Someone also says when they land at the boneyard, someone yells, I'm too old for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> which I thought was funny since it's basically the name of the podcast, which I got from Lethal Weapon. But yeah. Oh, Lethal Weapon. I love that movie. Which is I did not like it. That was a. Uh, oh, one wait. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of Die Hard. I loved Die Hard. Yeah. I always get those two mixed up. I haven't seen Die Hard. I've seen like the fourth <gasps> Die Hard, the one with Justin Long. That's the only one I've seen. I like that one. You <laughs> haven't you can, seen yeah. Die Hard? You can come back for Die Hard. <gasps> oh, no, I can't be the only person on this podcast. You have to do this with other people, too, <laughs> I, but I've I will totally other come people back. so far. I know. Uh, we're planning. We're like, yeah, you could do this one, and you could do that one. They're going to be like, this isn't. 
a spot cast. This is just Sam and Tyler being stupid on the podcast <laughs> together. Um, yeah, I am. Yeah, there's only two songs really in that movie, which is Leanne Rhymes and um, then Sweet Home Alabama, which mm-hmm. are both used perfectly throughout. Which yeah. so musical they use score. Each of them at least twice. So yeah. What did they use? Oh right. Okay, they totally did. Um, let's see. What else was there? Hmm. Oh, we have to do our scale on Nicolas Cage movies, like what we're gonna give it. Oh yeah. So we have to we have to determine what is a zero in Nick Cage and what's a ten. I'm gonna I've never seen it, but I'm gonna put for zero, I'm gonna put up Left Behind. I feel like that had to be awful. I forgot about that movie. Yeah. That I didn't see it either, but it got really terrible reviews. Yeah, well I guess we can put that one at zero. But I did think of another one besides Wicker Man, which still didn't see. I just know his head gets put in like the cage with the bees. Mm-hmm. Nick Cage in the cage. <laughs> um there was another was it, is it Face Off? I think that's another nineties movie he's in, I've right? Heard with John Face Travolta. Off is fun. Yeah. I just I wasn't gonna put it in the bottom. I was just thinking it could be like towards the middle, like maybe like a three <laughs> or a four. And then, what else has he been in? There's um, National Treasure was good. That's definitely top. Ghost Rider, Ghost Rider two. I didn't see Ghost Rider. I I wanted to because I liked the comics, but I heard such terrible things. Yeah, and... I don't know. I hear mixed things about it. I don't remember which. Apparently, one is okay, but I don't know oh. if it's the first or second one. I Sam, put her hands in the air. Uh-huh. Uh. Gone in 60 seconds. A lot of people like that movie. I'd give that about like a six or a seven-ish. I don't know if I've seen it. If I did, I don't really remember it well. Um, let's see. I feel like there's a lot of Nicolas Cage there movies. There's so many not... Nick Cage movies. Why can't I think of any? I can't think of a good one. Like one that's gonna... like <laughs> well-received. I'm going to Google it. Hang on. <laughs> Nick and Nicole Kidman. Nicholas. Nicholas Cage movies. Okay, here we go. We got Face Off, National Treasure, Con Air, which was released the same year as Face Off, Ghost Rider, Knowing, Leaving Las Vegas, Left Behind, Gone in 60 Seconds, The Family Man, uh, Wicker Man, National Treasure. Oh, The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I forgot about that, which I enjoyed, but a lot of people didn't like. Oh, I've seen bits and pieces of it. I thought it was fine. Um, Thank you. I never saw the whole thing. Wasn't it like at least one scene of that was based on like that old Mickey cartoon? Yeah, this Reserve's Apprentice, like when he gets the buckets. I just mm-hmm. figured out what other movie I got that where Nicolas Cage has a great accent that we forgot. Moonstruck. Have you ever seen or heard of Moonstruck? Nope. Okay, well, I'm not going to ruin it because I'm sure somebody will want to watch it with you. <laughs> but just know that Nicolas Cage has like a hook in that movie and he has a really bad accent. What so. do you mean he has a hook? He has, he's missing a hand. He has, oh, a, he has hook. a hook hand? <laughs> he has, okay. What else? He has a hook me. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I didn't know you if you meant like he's got like this something that really gets you pulled in. Like that's his hook. <laughs> I think I've been watching too much Arrested Development because I just assume that people know what I mean when they say Buster's got a hook. And... <laughs> Buster's got a hook. <laughs> yeah, we'll go with those because the rest, there's not a lot. These are all a little bit more... So, yeah, we'll do it on a scale of Left Behind, uh, The Wicker Man, Face Off, Gone in 60 Seconds, Moonstruck. I think Moonstruck he was actually supposed to be really good in. And then I would put him, this Nicolas Cage movie, I give it a solid 
nine and a half because it's on par with National Treasure. So, but I still put National Treasure a little bit above it. So I will give it a nine and a half on the scale of Nicolas Cage movies, just below National Treasure. <laughs> it's been so long since I've seen National Treasure, so it's hard for me to rank it. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll give it not having too much context because I haven't seen a Nick Cage movie in a while. The last one I saw, I can't remember the name of, but it seemed like it was basically a Taken ripoff. Um, yeah, it was like Die Furious or something. I don't remember. Oh, Drive Angry. Drive Angry. I'm really. It's funny that you got that out of that. I was like. <laughs> Because I was like taken. I was like, wait a minute. Because it came out the same time. I Because I, I used to get it mixed up with Baby Driver, but I knew Baby <laughs> Driver was good. So Drive Angry is. I, I got you, bro. I yeah. got you. So, so I'm gonna say it's a it's at least an eight. I want to leave some room for other movies. <laughs> well, with Nick Cage. I can respect that. At least an eight. You have to. Yeah, I would agree. At least an eight. I love I it. I, so. Actually, I'm gonna bump that up. It's gonna be a nine because. Out of all the Nick Cage movies I remember seeing, this was one of the cagiest. Like, he had the some of the <laughs> best lines. Um, his accent was terabad. Like, it was... Yes. Yeah. It was... It was... Yeah. I... The, the whole movie, he reminded me of... Um, I don't know if you saw the South Park episode, but there's, like, an action figure that is called Alabama Man. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Yeah, just Google it later. They're just like... He, he beats his wife and stuff, which Nick Cage doesn't do in this, but I don't, I just kept thinking of Alabama, man. Um, all right. So let's see if I can find any interesting trivia we haven't talked about on IMDb. I will say this, though. I like the movie for what it is, but I also like to watch it to nitpick it and make fun of it. Like, it's good for so many reasons. I like to watch it because I enjoy it. And I enjoy watching it because it's so easy to make fun of and pick and find, like you said, all these explosions. Why are things exploding? And then the crux of it all is that accent, which I just can't do justice. Hang on. Let me see if I can. Let me let me know when you have a fact because I'm right. going to formulate an accent over here. I've got one for you. Okay. All right. So the film was called, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. It's something French, but um, it means the wings of hell in <laughs> France. Uh, because con in French is a slang word for dumb people. So if you ever go to France and you want to call people dumb, call them cons. <laughs> Good to know. Cons is a bad thing in French. So so wait, so when it was released in France, was it called that or? It was called uh, Les Allies de I Infer, which means the wings of hell. Okay, so okay. yeah, that is what you were saying. I was just yeah. making sure. I didn't know if they like remade a French film. I was like, is there an original I'm missing somewhere? <sighs> Let's see. What's a good line to do this accent from? How do you do it? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, okay. Hang on, I think I got one. <laughs> Why couldn't you put the money back in the box? I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that good at it, but in my mm. mind, it sounds great. Yeah, he goes. It sounded, it sounded pretty good. Thanks. Appreciate that. It sounded yes. I think it, I think it was mostly channeling Forrest Gump, and then occasionally you'd get the other tiddly bits drawn, drawn in there too. Ah, oh, so great, so great. And the best part is my husband doesn't even have an accent, even though he's from Alabama, because his parents are from the north. So it's even more fun to watch it with him because it just frustrates him even more because he knows people who kind of sound like that. <laughs> 
Does he hate watching the movie, considering he knows about planes and Alabama? <laughs> yeah, that was part of the fun. He'd watched, he never watched it all the way through. He'd only watched it like when it comes on TBS, because TBS airs this movie like once a week. And he'd missed the first part of it. So he was actually kind of intrigued. But yeah, the whole time, it just, because I was nitpicking it anyway, watching it with somebody who works on planes. And he's like, the transponder wouldn't be there. He's like, that's not how that works. Oh, God. What the hell is this? One thing I was thinking about is all of the cages in there would make that plane weigh so much. Like, it would destroy the range of that aircraft. Like, And it looked like it was like heavily armored on the outside. Right. Which, heavily I'm, armored. I'm not sure why. In case somebody tried to shoot it down. Well, I, I don't know. They were the ones who tried to shoot it down. <laughs> but then there was the arsenal in the plane, too. So you got cages. You got armor. And there was guns and, like, other mm -hmm. heavy, like, serious things on there. It just, yeah, like, that plane had to weigh so damn much. And that's the other thing, too. It made it from California to Nevada. Fine. Minus the takeover. Didn't really refuel, I didn't think. But then they're going to make it from Nevada to Alabama, which is a much farther distance. Yeah. Without fueling? That didn't make much sense. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, they did run out of fuel. So at least that part makes sense because they were supposed to refuel in Nevada. I don't know if their plan was, well, yeah, I guess their plan was they were getting on that other plane there originally. Mm. So I, I think so. I don't know. Who knows? Um, so yeah. Fun trivia again. Let's see if I can find another trivia. Cat facts. Ding. Oh, wait, Justin's not here. You don't get that reference. Shut up, Sam. What was that? Nothing. Whenever we're doing trivia or anything stupid, Justin and I started doing this stupid thing where one of us would go, cat facts, ding, like an old-timey TV show. <laughs> and I forgot that he's not here. <laughs> so I have a fact about a musician that I absolutely hate, and I feel like he could have been a good fit to play um, uh, Nick Cage's character in this movie. But, um, yeah. So... Mm-hmm. Do tell. I'm intrigued oh, now. All right. Uh, the American musician, musical artist, sorry, I'm, I'm not reading correctly. <laughs> Kid Rock wrote his hit, American Badass, on Cage's oh. character in Con Air. Dude, I don't like him either. I hate Kid Rock so much. I know. And everybody's like, oh, his song. And then there's that one song he did that, like, riffed on Sweet Home Alabama, so it's got the tune. I would get so pissed when that song came on because I would still think I was like, oh, is it Sweet Home Alabama? No, it's just fucking Kid Rock with his fucking terribleness. God, I hated that song, too. Like, I never liked Kid Rock. Um, What's that one song he has is okay? Maybe it's the uh, one that he goes, my name is Kid Rock. That one. Oh, there's Finley. There's Finley. She doesn't want to be in the picture, though. Yeah. Say hi, Finley. Finley away. I wish she would meow, but she won't. Hey, Finley. Um, no, there was there was one that they used on CSI. It's like more of like a metalish song, and not necessarily quite on his countryer side. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, I don't like him either with his fedoras and his tank tops. But he would have been a good fit for this. I feel like Nick Cage was embodying Kid Rock if Kid Rock was any kind of decent. All right, so I got one more funny fact like this one's pretty good and then i think we'll like wrap up the episode so okay all right so where did it go all right so a film with almost the exact opposite title was released in the same year do you want to try and come up with the exact opposite title 
of um, Con Air. Well, the opposite of air is ground. Mm -hmm. So, and what's the opposite of con? If we're not in France, the opposite of con is pro, pro ground. Well, think of their convicts. So what's the opposite of a convict? Guards. Officers. So you're saying officer ground. (laughs) Police ground. Uh, The correct answer is cop land. (laughs) (laughs) So off. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty good fun fact. <laughs> wait, so wait, what is Copland about? Is it like a amusement park of cops? No! Now I'm really intrigued. I'm going to go look this up later. <laughs> yeah. So I think we're going to call that it for the episode. Um, do you have anything you want to plug? You don't really use Twitter, do you? Do you have a Twitter? I, you ever make one? I, I have a Twitter. I made it in college. I have tweeted one thing in my entire life, and I think I'm locked out and it's inactive. But if you would like to follow me on Instagram, I post a lot of cat videos mostly and pictures. But it is S underscore dubs 90. Uh, or you can look up my last name. There's not a lot. It's Walchek, W-A-L-C as in cat, Z as in zebra, Y-K. And I'll also put a link down in the description. Oh, goody. Because that's... I, I have this issue when I, I can't understand when people spell things out loud. Like I can't add it back together. Oh. I don't know why. And Felicia <laughs> likes my wife. Felicia likes to use that against me. So yeah. wait, so does she like spell things to you to confuse uh-huh. you or yes. make you ask? <laughs> and like the really annoying part is like you know how like when you're around little kids and they're like like adults will like spell things that they won't, don't want the kids to hear like candy or something. They'll be yeah. like. Yeah, she can't have any of the C-A-N-D-Y. I'm like, okay, I can't understand it. Like, I have to really think hard about it, and then I feel dumb. Because, like, half the time, the kids are like, Carter? Um, Yeah. <laughs> I'm so tickled by that fact. Because that's such a Felicia thing to do, is to be like, huh, I'm going to just spell it just to piss Tyler <laughs> off. <laughs> oh, she's so great. Yeah. Tell her I said hi. She hasn't done, done it much lately, but when she first found out that that was a thing, she abused it like constantly <laughs> but all right so um all you got is your instagram so yes i don't have a twitter i'm sorry i'm stuck you back should here totally twitter twitter i i was totally against twitter until like three four years ago when i started listening to podcast and it's really fun just like talking to random people um yeah I need to. I guess I do need to get. I mean, maybe I'll get a Twitter. But also, real quick, I just wanted to say one of my new friends at work. Her name is Alyssa, and she is awesome. She yesterday randomly asked me if I listen to podcasts, and I was like, "Well, sometimes, kind of." I said one of my friends has a podcast, and she was like geeking out. She was like, "He has a podcast. Tell me the name." She's like, "I have to follow it." And I was like, "Yeah." I said, "I'm supposed to, you know, do one with him tomorrow." And she geeked out even harder. She was like, "Oh my god!" She's like, "You have to do it. You have to do it, and you have to tell me about it so I can follow it." So you officially have one more new follower. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. This episode will probably not go out for like uh, three or four weeks because I have two more episodes I have to get out and I have to go to a wedding this weekend. So, yeah. Yay, Joey's getting married. Congratulations. All right. Well, I will talk to you later and I'm going to do like my end plugs. If you want to just hang out here. I love hanging out here. All right. So you can follow the podcast at two. It's the number two, the word young, the number four, the word this and the word hit on uh, Twitter. 
and there'll be a link down below. You can also, confusingly enough, you can send me an email at twoyoungforthishit at gmail.com, except for it's all the actual words. You see Twitter, like, ran out of letters, so I had to use the numbers. So anyways, you can do that, and you can follow me on uh, my personal Twitter and Instagram at jackscatcult. Uh, that's uh, J-A-X-C-A-T-C-U-L-T. And my cats have Twitters. So yeah, all of that will be below. Yeah, Julie and Jace have Twitters. <laughs> all right, so are you ready to do your sign-off? I'm going to let you go uh, first. Oh, but what if I take yours? Then what That's are you going to do? I have a backup. You have a backup to a backup. Let's see. So I'm going to go. <laughs> so wait, how do you want me to... How do you modify this? Uh, do you just... Yeah, you just got to modify into saying goodbye. You want me to do mine first? I'll do mine. I think I can do it. And if it's wrong, just cut me out and do yours and pretend like I didn't have one. I can rearrange them. It'll be you fine. can rearrange them? Okay, yeah. don't worry about it. So I can do mine first if you just want an example. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so let's see. I really wish I could find the first one I had because it made more sense. Like this one doesn't make sense. Um, I guess I could just use this one. I'm just going to say goodbye, you stupid sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I'll go with mine. I was going to say, remember, always put the bunny back in the box. How do I live without you? I want to know. How do I breathe without you? If you never, I mean, if you ever go. Um.